Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Nate the Great Peterman. How are you, Nate? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I appreciate you having me. Uh, no problem at all. I'm so grateful that you came on the show. Um, I'm looking forward to learning more about you and what you do. I'll just kind of allow you to kind of introduce yourself and all that you're involved in. It's amazing stuff, but I want to hear it from you and I'm sure the audience would too. Absolutely. Yeah, well, you know, I, I do quite a decent amount of things. Uh, the first thing is first, uh, about four years ago, I decided to start uh, my own marketing company alongside with my business partner, Dan Kiani, uh, called Simba Marketing. And uh, we also do, uh, I'd say in the past in the past year, we took on a incredible music artist by the name of India Dupre. And that is with our management label. And that is Simba Music Group. And then I also, about a year and a half ago, came out with a book called Success Secrets for the Young Entrepreneur. And then I myself, you know, have a podcast too, where I interview successful entrepreneurs and people that are doing some incredible things called the Roots of Success podcast. So we got a lot of relatability when it comes to the podcast world. <laughs> yes, sure do. Sure do. That's awesome. I, that really got my attention with the music producing. So do you produce the music or you're just managing the artist? Yeah, just on the uh, the management side for now. That's good. That's the fun part, right? Right. Oh, yeah. I love, <laughs> I love, I love coaching people, you know, so if, yeah, I can, if I can get somebody better in any any kind of way, you you know, I'll do that. <laughs> That's awesome. So what is what do you mean coaching? So you actually provide coaching mentorship to people as well? Um, not on like a, a, a large scale, but just when it comes to the, the clients we have with the marketing. And then, of course, on the music side of things, coaching an artist, I mean, that that would definitely requires a ton of time. And I feel as if another big reason on, on the why behind why we decided to just start the music was because we feel as if the industry is very, uh, I mean, I'll just be real. I mean, the industry is very dark. You know, there's a lot of yeah. dark things that, that go along within the music and just the entertainment world. Mm -hmm. So I look at that and I'm like, you know what? I, I want to make an impact and I want to shine some light, especially to the younger, the younger generation that are a part of that. Cause you got music artists, they make it, they're big, but then they get all this money and they have all these negative influential people in their life. And then they, they start doing drugs, they start doing alcohol. Mm. So I just, I want to make sure that, you know, especially with our artist, she's level-headed and she has yes. the pathway to whenever she does blow up, because it'll happen, um, that she's ready for that. So just embracing her, most importantly, preparing her for that. Yes, that's excellent because, you know, a lot of them actually go that route, right? They just want, they start seeing money coming in, some attention coming in and, you know, all the friends are wanting to party, do drugs and all that kind of stuff. So it's very easy to kind of fall into that trap, so it's great that you do this. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. We need more of it, that's for sure, especially yeah. for the for the younger generation. We need more younger people to to step up and feel confident enough to just, you know, help others mm -hmm. out. That's it. That's all. That's what it's all about. And this artist, India, that you said, India, what was the last name again? Sorry? Uh, Dupre. Dupre. Is this like what type of music is this? What genre? Uh, pop. Pop. Cool. Is anything out yet or is coming out soon? Yeah, she's got a, she just came out the song on January 8th, but right now she's got about four singles that are out and then she'll be going at the end of this month to, to Melbourne 
Um, she'll be taking a flight because she's based in the Gold's Co- Gold's Coast, uh, Queensland, Australia. But uh-huh. yeah, she's uh, she's working on a another single in the works. We're looking to have that out. I'd say, I'd say sometime at the end of March. Yeah, that's exciting stuff. I love it. <laughs> a buddy of mine used to own a a, a record label. It was called Platinum Records or something like that. Uh, okay. Very long time ago, and I, I I know I know what you mean by that side. So I have some experience with this, but this is great, and especially for younger um, artists that are coming out, the parents must love you because if you're teaching them, <laughs> if they're teaching them like those kind of things to do, like not to do the bad stuff and do the good stuff, they have love for you to be managing them instead of someone else, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause some people they're like, you know, I, this isn't just some kind of management because yeah. with, with management, it's, it's strictly business. Yeah. And, and I've had people come to me and they're like, Nate, you're talking to your artist or you're talking to your clients on the marketing side of things yeah. as if they're something more than just a client. And I tell them, I'm like, well, they are, you know, are. Yeah. every single person I talk to, it's, it's more than that, especially, for business to sort of what you're saying with, with the whole parents and things like that. I mean, there's some things they just, the parents can't get to the, to the child or, or, or to the, to the teenager and they definitely need an outside person. Absolutely. Absolutely. With the right guidance. hundred percent. And the, the, this book that you were talking about success secrets uh, for the young entrepreneur, this is, is what does it entail? Uh, Can you give a summary of this book? Yeah, totally. So I basically walked through my life, you know, a summary of it. Um, most importantly, whenever I was in my high school years and just some of the principles that I implemented, because uh, I mean, I'm, I'm 24 right now. And, awesome. um, you know, I implemented just some different, some tips as well that you can implement into your life. Because I feel as if there, there's a lot of success books that just talk about success, motivation, inspiration. So I wanted to implement, I mean, I included some travel tips in there, some some credit tips to get your credit up. Good. And then I, I uh, just also implemented, you know, how to install basically a, a better mindset on how to get to that next level. So it's, it's a really short book, probably about, I think it's close to 90 pages. Can't think of the number off the top of my head, but really, uh, really simple read too. Yeah. That's awesome. Short and sweet. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to make it like an <laughs> yeah. encyclopedia. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. So you said you're 24. So how did you get into business? Like I would love to learn or hear more about that journey. How did that happen? The transition into business? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, so whenever I was in high school, you know, I always had the counselors kind of come up to me and say, Nate, you going to college? Like, why haven't you committed yet? And I said, I'm like, I just, <laughs> I don't want to go to college, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't flat out tell them that, but I just, I just, yeah. you know, that's not my thing. And, yeah. you know, long story short, I had jobs anywhere from my first job was McDonald's, literally cooking burgers, um, being cash register on the cash, uh, being a cashier and stuff. And then I went from McDonald's through retail, working at Dick's Sporting Goods to hauling furniture at Rent-A-Center. And then uh, my last job, which was selling cars, you know? So I've, I've had, I'd say on the low totem pole, you know, from fast food to the high totem pole for selling cars, you know, working commission. But the thing is I always had a hard time with just people trying to control you with, Mm -hmm. with how to live your life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I, I just, I couldn't be put into a system that wasn't mine. Yeah. So during my last job, I, I got introduced to network marketing. I like the concept of it. I really mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. But the thing I didn't like about network marketing is the products and, and, and the lotions and potions you had to push. Mm-hmm. I wasn't passionate about that. I was just passionate about the lifestyle you could potentially live at a young age. Yes. You know, I, I, I did decent in that, but then at the tail end of my network marketing, you know, of course I saw videos online about social media marketing, how you can start your own agency. And this was back yeah. in like, yeah, this was back in 2017 towards the end of 2016. And I was like, shoot, you know, I had some buddies that were already invested into some courses. I said, why not? Let me just, let me look at some of these videos. And I decided to, to execute on it. And I landed my first client, which was more orthodontist for $250 a month, which was equivalent to like three grand a year. And at the time, that was enough to pay my bills, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. And that's whenever I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to run with this. So I got out of network marketing. I met my business partner, who's still my business partner, and my best friend and my brother. I mean, we live together awesome. in the same house Amazing. to this Love day. Yeah. And that was really what just kickstarted the whole entrepreneurial journey for real. That's amazing. And now you're expanding so quickly. This is so great. I love hearing this stuff. I tell my um, my 13-year-old son when I meet people and because I, I did an interview with a podcast with the gentleman did the show with his son, his 12-year-old son. So they co-host together, like they interview people. And it's a, yeah, so I was telling him, I said, what are you doing? You know, you're 13. He said, no, don't compare me. I'm doing, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. But it's just... <laughs> it's just exciting to see this stuff. So I'm very, I'm very happy to see this. I'm, I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship, you know, and I'm, I'm so happy to see that you didn't go towards a nine to five. And that's actually my next question. I wanted to ask you about if someone's listening to this and he's working no matter what age, but he's working a nine to five or he or she working a nine to five job and they have a desire to, to have more, do more. They want to leave the nine to five, open a business. You know, obviously the first recommendation you could potentially give them is that, you know, go for your passion, go for something that you enjoy. Right. Is there, is there anything else that you can provide any kind of um, aha moment or guidance that that could help them? Yeah. I would just figure out like, Depending on, you know, if you're working that job, I mean, you hear it all the time. Like, why do you want to get out of that job or why do you want to start your own business? Mm -hmm. But I mean that deeper because whenever people say why, it's like, oh, well, to retire my parents or to, you know, make the life for my kids better and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I'm talking about like, let's go deeper to the extent of why do you really want to do it? Like, do you want it because of the fame that can come from it? Do you want it because of the money that you can make? Because I mean, if that's the case, you're feeding your own ego, right? And if you're feeding your own ego, you need to rethink like, okay, well, if you're just doing it for that, like let's let's go even deeper than that. Like there's so many people, they have businesses and then whenever they are successful within their business or their venture, you know, with whatever it is that they're in, they're like, man, I, I just, I don't even like doing this anymore. You know, like I, I don't, I, I, I'm making no passion. The passion exactly. is missing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if you don't have any passion, you flat out, 
and then you're miserable. And and I I'd said I saw something the other day, and I'm sure you've seen this a lot and heard it a lot. Like there's so many successful people out there that are miserable because they just don't even like what they do. And then wow. people they they wonder, they're like, man, I'm making all the money. That's what I wanted to do, but it's like. Okay, well, if you're passionate about, you know, a particular, like if you're passionate about soccer, mm-hmm. go all in on soccer. Oh, the money's not in soccer. Well, it's like if the money's not in soccer, then it's not going to be in soccer because you're already telling yourself that. You could literally go make a course on training people to be a better mm-hmm. soccer player and sell that for like, I mean, shoot, you could sell that for $97 a pop if you want to shortchange yourself. But if you want to actually sell high ticket, you could sell that for a thousand, couple thousand dollars. You sell, you know, a hundred of those things at a thousand dollars a pop. I mean, you can do the basic math. I mean, you're making six figures right there, you know? Yeah. So it's like, to to, to kind of come back to what you're saying, to answer the question, it's like, yeah, if you're in a job, focus on really why you want to do that. But also keep in mind, like, What's your plan behind it? You might not always know the direction that you want to go, but just start and then most importantly, stick with it. Like, don't be the person that goes from A, B, C, D, E, stay with A and stick with that. And if you find out it doesn't work, then shoot, you know, transition. Yeah, that's excellent. You know, that's that's such a good point because we find people – you know, following the masses or trying to see who else is leaving nine to five. What are they doing? Let me just jump onto that. It's very normal, right? Because you just want to see if something is working for one person, it'll work for me. Let me just go ahead. But your point, if you go from inside and you look for what you desire from within, what is your, you know, what, is, what do you really, really want, right? So once you know that, then you can create a plan. And I, I bet there'll be a more, obviously, it'll be a more happier life for that individual as well. Not just business, right? Yeah, 100%. I agree on that. Yeah. So this comes down to mindset. What is your, what do you, what do you feel about mindset? Like, how do you, what do you, what do you think in business and overall where you, how you got to where you got to today? Had mindset anything to do with it? Definitely. Yeah. Mind, I mean, yeah. mindset's everything, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like, I mean, in my opinion, I don't really think, yeah, I don't think you're born with a mindset. I think you have to develop that mindset mm-hmm. with how you grow up going through your story, especially in, in just your childhood. I, I'd like to say my mindset came from, I mean, I, I played sports heavily through, uh, through school. I, was, I played soccer for like 13, 14 years. And I mean, we won championships a lot. Like I'd say, if not every year, every other year we won championships and I was the mm-hmm. goalkeeper. So when you're the goalkeeper, you got to guide people in certain positions. And then of course, whenever I was in high school, my parents, they got divorced. That was a tough moment for me. Cause I was like, Holy smokes. I mean, if my parents got divorced. I never saw that coming. And it's not like I'm five where I can't quite yeah. understand what divorce is. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like four, 14, 15 and I'm just thinking, holy smokes. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I think with what you've been through, the mindset definitely has to come from that. And then I also, the desire comes from that too, but also yeah. wanting to, to achieve more than just average. Cause I, the thing I, I never really wanted to, to settle. And I never had an interest in just working a job. I never had an interest in just being normal. I'm from Pennsylvania, a town called Chambersburg, right? It's literally Amish and Mennonite people. You know, oh, you, wow. see, you see horses that are going down the street. You literally have to pass them. Yes. Um, yes. You know, so it's like, it's, it's definitely different territory. So for the people that, 
you know, they, they saw me living in LA and I live in Texas now. I mean, they'll, they'll hit me up and be like, Hey, how, how the heck are you doing some of these, these things that you're doing? And I'm just like, it's just a mentality. You know, some exactly. people in high, high school, they told me they're like, the books that you're reading, this guy is basically scamming you. Like, why are you paying to read these books? And I mean, I can be pretty blunt sometimes after I graduated high school, the same people that said that, that were like my friends, I cut them all off. Cause I realized mm. I'm like, they're not on that same level. They don't mm. care to get on that same level. So I'm going to help every them. Sing- exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you would help them. So yeah. I, uh, yeah, I just kept two friends to this yeah. day that I classify as friends from my, yeah. from when I graduated, but yeah, the, the, the mentality and the mindset just has to, you have to figure out again, just what your purpose is, what you really want to do. And then take all of what you've been through. Um, and even if you haven't been through a lot, take what I also kind of like to take myself out of my own body and figure out like, okay, what are other people going through? Right. Mm. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's our music artist. What is she going through every single day? What kind of trauma has she been through? My business partner, what has he been through? Because when you have other people, not just yourself that you want to help and, you know, show and make a better life for, then that's, that's where that mindset can come in even further from it, uh, from there. Yeah. Great answer. Great answer. Amazing. Yeah. Mindset is everything. You know, I did, I never in my, throughout my history, I had a shiny object syndrome. So I would, I would just jump on anything without having that foundation. And I was always motivated. Like I was always inspired. I would always do posts about inspiration, motivation, all that, but inside had a different story. And I just recently realized that, that, you know, you have to align what's going on inside and what, what, what you want in the real world outside physical world has to match with what you want inside your desires. Right. Uh, mindset is genuinely it did. It changed my life. Like mindset is everything. You're so right. Um, for public speaking, you also, is this like any business can kind of hire you to come and speak about like what kind of like success? Business yeah, success? yeah. Yeah. Mainly success. I mean, of course, if somebody wants to talk about like, you know, marketing, social media, things like that, you know, I always try to kind of differentiate myself a little bit towards, you know, of course I'll talk about marketing, but I'll also implement successful uh, tips, successful tactics in there as well, where I'm not just yeah, yeah. some kind of motivational speaker, you know, like points too, you give them exactly action steps. Cause there's tons yeah. of speakers. I mean, they'll say about, you know, you gotta have the why you gotta wake up early, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, okay, great. But give people action steps. That's what they came there mm-hmm. for. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's awesome. And you, you go all over America for now, but once the borders open, you can maybe visit Canada as well. Right. Golly, man, I'm missing, uh, I'm missing Canada and, and just all of our uh, international clients, especially, you know, like I, I told you before the, the podcast yeah. started, the, I haven't been to Toronto yet, but man, I've been to Vancouver probably about 30 times. <laughs> well, I never been to Vancouver, but oh, it was man. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. We, we gotta, we gotta plan a trip there sometime then. <laughs> no, for sure. Keep in touch. I'll, I'll love that. You know, like anytime you're in Toronto, just let me know ahead of time. Definitely. That'll be a honor um and hopefully we can get rid of you know what's going on with covid and o- open up the borders again get some sanity back for people get some happiness and travel and vacations people are saving too much money you know we need to kind of push it back into the economy right <laughs> absolutely <not>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well you know what oh uh, we always like to ask what your inner superpower is 
that got you to this point? Mm, inner superpower. Yeah, like something that you feel, you know what, that, that, you probably already know it, you probably already said it. So something, nothing complicated, but something that you feel that got you to this point within. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say my inner superpower is authenticity. Authenticity comes in many ways, but the way I look at authenticity is just you being yourself. You know, yeah. you can always, you can always level up and upgrade yourself, upgrade your confidence, but being your most authentic self will get you so, so far because that's so true. You know, whether you're a host or a business owner, there's so many other people out there that they're trying to be the next Elon Musk or they're trying to be the next big time entrepreneur or the next Joe Rogan. And it's like, if you're trying to be the next them, you ain't never going to be the best version of yourself, you know, because best you version of yourself. Yeah. yeah you, you keep comparing yourself. So it's like authenticity. That's, that's been so huge for me. And it's gotten me such a far ways, even if, you know, like, like I said, I have a podcast. I, I never use a script. People, they they get very, they're like, how do you not use a script? I'm like, because that's not me. If I use a script for me, then that's not me being myself. And and I get, the thing is when I use a script, I get into my own head and I'm looking at the next question I'm going to ask. And when I nest, when I ask that next question, what the actual guest is talking about, I might ask them that question I'm going to ask them, but it might be a completely different direction with what they're saying. So I've had yeah. the best interviews without using natural. a script. And it's exactly, it's just yeah. been natural. And that's, I've also, I mean, I've cried during some of my interviews that I've done and I feel as if that wouldn't have happened if I would have used a script. And it, yeah. it's again, it's being, well, Nate, how do you be authentic? You mm-hmm. just got to figure out again, who you are, what you're good at. And it's like, when you find that out, don't have anybody, you know, you might have somebody say, Nate, or, you know, whoever you're, you are, whoever's listening or watching this, you got to change your speech, right? You can take constructive criticism, yeah. but don't, don't try to sound like somebody else who you're not because people, they'll just, they'll just get so turned away from that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For me, like I, I in the beginning, I did it a couple of times when I would actually pre like talk to someone or to find out what kind of questions and make a list and all that. Now what I do is I just do a research on like some four or five top questions I would want to know that people would like to know. And the rest is just very casual, just friends, you know, uh, we also started trying uh two points. So we, we connect with someone for a 10 minute, 15 minute call just to see if it's a good fit, good energy, good conversation. And then we book the actual call. Uh, but we, we also try to keep it natural. Natural is the only way. Like if you start getting into scripting, it gets so hard, you know, like the actual interview becomes complicated and you don't want complicated. You want it to be like two friends. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's good to do your research and everything. I, yeah. I do the same thing because yeah. I mean, it's just so valuable. If you go into an interview and it's like, we know what I'm talking to this person yeah. about. Because you know? <laughs> then it's kind of awkward. And then the, the, the guest is like, man, who the heck are you? Is some nut job or something on the other line. You know? so, That's cool. Yeah. Can, you, can you tell me about the name? I know we talked about it initially before we started recording. Can you just tell us, Nate, the great Peterman, like how, how did you get about that name? Yeah, so I started getting called Nate the Great. And whenever, you know, for people that are into books, you know, there was always the Nate, the great children, uh, the children. Oh, series, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 I know, know what you mean. The, yeah. the detective with the, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But 
I, uh, yeah, whenever I graduated high school, I started going to some conferences and, and things like that. And then I, I got surrounded around a, a really cool group of people. And then literally they, they were like, yo, what's your name? I'm like, Nate. And they're like, man. Oh, no way. That's awesome. So yeah, it just started from there. Exactly. It just started, you know, surrounding myself around the right people. They saw what I was about, you know, yeah. me being authentic. Yes. Um, you know, just me being me. And they're like, yeah, Nate the Great, that has a good ring to it. And then ever since that happened, I never would have thought that I would have kept it to this point. But literally every single person I see or if people come up to me, if I'm out and about and they recognize me from social media, it's always Nate the Great. It's not Nate. It's not Nate Peterman but it's always Nate the Great. And I'm like, well, I mean, if it sticks with people, you know, you got to keep it. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have the the show notes and everything, even your name. We're going to put it in the same way. Nate the Great Peterman. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love it too. It's awesome. And I want to thank you for taking the time to kind of meet with me and coming on this show and, and giving your time because this is so important that – you know, the ounce that we give back, there's so much more that we can do. But just by providing this much value to people out of your own busy schedule, like that's just there's no there's no price on that. Right. So I really appreciate that. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on the show and doing this interview. I always love whenever two minds can become in harmony yes. and just drop as much information to the audience to help one another. Amazing. It. Amazing. No problem. And I wish you best of luck and keep in touch. Hey, thank you, brother. All right. Take care. 